This is Ryan. This is Wayne. This is Kill the Rabbit Podcast. We are being consistent this time. I think we met last week, so we met again this week, which is good. Yes, we did. We're seeking to be consistent, and I guess in seeking to be consistent, we very many times surface all our inconsistencies, because you think about it so much, right? That's true. Well, I'm trying to do better with everything. So then, I... um, I started back on working out and diet. It's been good. It's hard. Like, with workout, I just feel like everything hurts all the time. (laughs) So, people will be like, wow, you look so good. It's like, really? Okay. I feel like... I feel horrible. (laughs) Like, I think even... There was a... uh, Ryan Reynolds is an actor, and he did a, a movie called Blade Trinity. And so he was like a vampire killer. Well, for this role, he had to get in, like, super crazy shape. And so, like, his body was just ripped. And so he went to a talk show several months later after the movie. And he was like, what happened to your body? Like, I thought you were super ripped out. He was like, no, man, I got fat because when I was super fit, like, every day felt like I was run over by a truck. Like, even (laughs) though I looked amazing, my body just hurt all the time. So I'm not saying I'm going to do that. It is good to have worked out since I was 15, so I have a good foundation, so I'm not struggling with those kinds of things. Actually, it's pretty funny because I had a friend when I was a waiter, um, we worked together, and he wanted to learn to work out. So I obliged him and said, okay, well, let's go to the gym together and I'll show you some things. So we go to the gym and he immediately starts going around doing every exercise he's ever seen on TV. You know, we got to do some bicep curls, and then in the same uh, exercise routine, let's do some shoulders, let's do some legs, let's do some abs, back, everything. So we get to bench press, and um, he didn't know about the clamps. So when we do a bench press, we'll clamp down the weight just so that they don't move. Now, typically they shouldn't move because you shouldn't be violently moving it up and down because typically it's pretty slow and steady. Well, he went up. And he couldn't get all the way, and he started a slant, and he goes like this, and one weight flies off, and the bar literally flies 20, 30 feet, Mm. just end over end, clear across the gym. So I was like, maybe we'll discuss safety first. Um, But yeah, other than that, the the workout's been going good, diet's been going good. As long as I get in the habit of it that I'm used to, you know, saying no to certain things, then it gets easier, and also eating really fast helps too, so I'll just stuff myself, and then I'm full, so then I'm not full or hungry to want those things, or, you know, we don't go to the store hungry, those kinds of concepts, so I've been working on that this last week, um, and kind of touching on what we touched on last week, and kind of giving yourself a break, and letting yourself acclimate to certain things before introducing other things, So I felt good about getting back into doing realm stuff since I haven't done that in a little bit. The thing that I noticed, well, first, what I decided on doing was to have various priorities. So instead of saying, I'm just going to work on the realm every night forever, I said, I'm just going to do 15 minutes minimum and just do that. And then if I go over, it's fine. But I prioritize all the things I want to do. That way, if I only hit one or two things, at least they're the most important. So I did that, and then I'm glad I did the 15 minutes, because when I got into it after being out of it for three weeks, I didn't know where I was in my code. 
So it was very confusing to myself, being like, why was I trying to do this? So it took a little bit to get back into it. So now that I'm touching it more often, um, it's more fresh in my mind. So that's what I've been working on this week. You know, it's interesting. I'm thinking what you essentially did was you reset your expectation. Even if you think about it before, when you were thinking, well, I'll work on this thing, and you have this vague idea of what you hope to accomplish in a certain period of time, but it may or may not be realistic, it may not be really very clear, so it would be easy to get discouraged. Rather than doing that, you just said, I'm going to work on it for Mm. 15 minutes. Whatever I get done in 15 minutes is whatever, that's okay, and... and, um, that's good. That's good. I, um, But it protects against the things that I don't want to do. So like studying um, to stay sharp on technology or studying for interviews. I hate that. But I know that I only have to do it for 15 minutes. So the task is accomplished. But then if I hate it, I don't have to keep going. Right. You know, this is probably a good cure for somebody who lacks consistency. We, we don't know anyone like that. So be tough to it is hard to locate those people. Uh, yeah they're they're out there somewhere aren't they um yeah i suck at consistency and i have forever and i um but you know what's interesting this past week was was a was a difficult week we had some things going on um that really were draining and um and yet I had to go to work every day, and I had to focus on my work, and it was really hard to focus on my work because this other issue was going on, and and it was so hard to just stay focused on it. Um, yeah, the good thing was is that I I uh, realized that my job, they, it's not that they don't care about my personal life, <coughs> it's just that those things needed to get done. Mm-hmm. There were deadlines. There were customers who were making demands. And so I had to put in the time in order to get those things done and put aside. You know, they say that men compartmentalize better than women do, you know, and this is something that your mom and I were both going through. She was having difficulty with it. She wasn't sleeping. So this this whole issue that we were dealing with, she was losing sleep and losing weight and everything else. And I was okay sleeping at night. It was just that during the daytime when I'm supposed to be focusing on work, it was really, really, really hard. But um, I think when you, um, that's not so much, that doesn't touch so much on the whole thing of consistency, but it does touch on just staying focused Mm -hmm. and realizing what's most important at the moment that you've really got to, to do, which is something you brought up at the beginning here is talking about exercise that was another thing that, that crossed my mind like I'm obviously a whole lot older than you are and I, I've been starting to deal more and more with just like back trouble and things like that that I've had off and on over the years but one of the things that saved me so many times is just consistently doing certain exercises mm-hmm. and so this week I started back into those things and one of the one of the downsides you were talking about you know how it, people who get into really good shape basically hurt all the time um my first night was not an easy night of sleep because Mm -hmm. i was sore and and all but the end of it all should be that i strengthen my lower back i strengthen my upper back i find that i'll have less pain and 
be able to sleep ultimately better. But it does mean that I have to be consistent in doing these exercises over a period of time because it doesn't just happen Yeah, like you know. Um, the guy who goes to the gym with you, he was really kind of expecting something faster, so he thought if he threw himself into it, and he was probably very sore the next day and said, oh, I'm not doing that again, mm-hmm. not realizing that. He really didn't go at it in a wise fashion. He needed to go at it slower, more um, realistically, with a little bit of coaching from the side as far as what to do, and, and don't overdo it. Don't overdo it weight-wise. Don't overdo it repetition-wise. Well, and the weight one, the the workout stuff is harder when it is um, having to do with form. Yeah. So form is everything in how you and um, how you work out or what when you're going to get injured. And I think that's the same with that's why I'm doing all the micro 15-minute things because. The 15 minutes drives me to complete it in 15 minutes, and I don't have to do anything more than that. Mm -hmm. But also that it keeps me sharp on the 15 minutes that I'm doing the work. So having it more fresh in my mind, I'm able to switch gears much faster, and it throws out a lot of the fluff that you have as far as if you have eight hours to solve a problem versus 15 minutes, you're going to make a lot of different decisions. So you're going to make on-the-fly decisions that um, this or this, no time, ditch them. So with with some other stuff that I'm working on, it's like as part of the realm development in kind of thinking about other products that could spin off from the realm, that's kind of been my stance on it at this point that it's not going to be something that I'll be able to sell as a standalone product because at that point I'm competing with Echo and Google um, and the price point just doesn't make sense because I'm not a huge manufacturer. Like Google probably makes, you know, $10 on every Google Home they sell for $126 or $130, I think. Um, That's not a good margin for me, right? But if I sold, you know, 100 million devices, that's a good margin, So as a smaller entrepreneur, it's competing with those kinds of guys or or you need to reestablish what your market is and the market fit for the product. So to keep it as pure as possible, I have determined that I'm not going to um, at least initially sell it as a product going forward. I own all the domains just in case. So like the dot-coms, I don't own a dot-com. So it's a dot-io or a dot-ai. And so they're a little bit more trendy and more pertinent to what it is. The um, so in working on the, on a product that'll be a spinoff from what the realm does with its object tracking and things like that for security. Um, I I did the 15 minutes, and it was like, well, uh, you know, computer vision libraries. Do you want to write one? Probably not. Number one, you're going to have to write it in C or C plus plus. That's going to be really hard. Why don't you just capitalize on what other people have done? So you have, you know, Open Computer Vision is a really good library from Python, so it'll kind of be on top of that. And so they've already done that lower-level programming to make it faster. Let me ask you this, um, just to, 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 to get more specific as far as how you do your 15 minutes. So um, run me through a scenario. Like, is this something where you, you get off work, or is it in the morning? 
do you use a timer um, how, how do you how do you go through that 15 minutes start for the 15 minutes I do have a timer I um, download an app on my Mac to do a 15 minute timer with a very loud meh, 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 when it's done um, to be honest I haven't used it yet I have used it at other times but I haven't used it for this specific endeavor that I kind of started um, yesterday or the day before but that is how it will work it'll be very disciplined of and the so if you look at it it's laughable so there's eight things that I want to do in a night all in 15 minute increments just like two hours <laughs> of just like switch 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 the concept of it though everything from learning new JavaScript libraries to learning Go Go is a new programming language from Google I'm gonna have to learn it eventually if I want to stay sharp in the technical standpoint um, but I need to stay good at interviewing skills just in case you never know um, I ordered two books today uh, one on interviewing and one about whiteboard testing to how to test yourself over and over and over and over on a whiteboard to answer those really specifically hard dumb questions that you never use when you work there but they're just a part of the game that they play and you'll have to pass them to do it so if it will make me a better programmer anyway who cares that's a 15 minutes that one is under employment or um, getting better at interviewing mm -hmm. which as a suggestion um, I would suggest always interview it's really good practice it's even better if you have nothing to lose because you don't have anything to lose so you know if you don't get the job big deal it's actually a bigger problem if they offer the job to you so one of the things that I would suggest or I guess speaking for myself how I do it how I envision doing it out of those eight things it's gonna be a little bit before I hit all eight um, I may never hit all eight the last one is um, delving deeper into Unreal Engine for the 3D game engine stuff. I just wanted to ask you, you know, you're talking about these 15-minute increments and you got eight things that you're doing, and so eight times 15 is, you know, a couple hours that we're talking about. Well, and hold on, um, before you go, they're in order of priority. So okay. number one of the 15 minutes is always number one. So if it bleeds over, that's okay because you're working on number one priority. Right. FYI, just so, so you know. But time of day wise, is this like after four o'clock? What? That's a really good question. So the short answer is both. Um, in modeling how I did this before, where I said if I don't hit it in the morning, try to hit it at night. The bigger concentration is if I worked on the realm in the morning, don't work on it at night, move to the next thing. I'm not really there yet because if I worked on it in the morning, I'm probably really inspired and I'll probably want to work on it again at night. And since that is number one priority, you should probably do that. I have them slated for both. I have the full eight task at night. In the morning, I'm a little bit restricted because of work. So I'm starting at like 6 a.m., right? I totally did not hit this this morning. I didn't wake up till like 7.30. So all these tasks that I could have been doing for 15 minutes, completely a wash. But I start in the morning just, I think it's an experiment to see which one works better for me. I feel that I have more time at night, but I feel that I'm more tired at night. Well, that's why, that's that's what I'm getting at. For me, personally, I'm a morning person, not immediately. 
I'm kind of walking into walls the first thing in the morning. But essentially by 9, 10 o'clock, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. blowing and going. And so as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so wait a minute. When I get off work, I come home and I exercise because I've been sitting on my butt all day long. Mm-hmm. And I need to exercise. I exercise. I sweat up a storm. When do you finish exercising? Like 7 or 8? No, so? no. I come Ooh. home. I, I leave work at 3.30. I get home at 4, 4.15. I exercise oh. for 30 minutes. Okay. And then really um, that time immediately after taking a shower and before dinner is a good time for me because I'm awake because I've been exercising. But not long after dinner, I'm starting to slow down in a big hurry because mm-hmm. it's been a long day. I've been up since 5 o'clock in the morning. So one of the things I think I'm going to have to do is is take incremental time periods during the day because I could do that. I could get away from break, my break desk, time. which I need anyway, mm-hmm. and, and to use that time because some of the things that I'm thinking about I need to do, I need brain power. And when I'm half awake at night because yeah. it's been a long day and I'm tired. Um, well, the other thing that I'm experimenting with, to that point, right, I get out of work at sometimes 5, 5.30, I'm hitting the gym. So I'm out of the gym 6, 6.30, and I'm going running. So I may not be home until 7.30 at night. The The thought process behind the 15 minutes is when I find my stride, it should be automatic. Like, I don't sleep past 8 a.m. on a work day because I have to go to work. That's my brain. Like, even if I stay up till 2 a.m., my brain will still wake me up at 8 a.m., just because that's the routine. So I'm thinking about, just like when I was homeschooled, when I was homeschooled, I gave myself two or three extra courses, electronics, piano, and something else, programming, right? Those are extracurriculars I added to my own curriculum of seven classes. Now, in order to do the seven classes all day for 30 minutes to 45 minutes each, you have to compartmentalize and be able to switch between history to math to science to English, those kinds of things. And especially when you're context switching between music, programming, and electronics. Those are very different fields, and they have very different... Uh, they they utilize very different mental faculties that you have. So my thought process is, if I can just start and do two or three of the 15 minutes, just for the sake of experimentation, and it keeps it fresh, right? Like I spent an hour and a half on code last night fixing a problem that I spent the first 30 minutes figuring out why I needed to solve the problem, the next 30 minutes trying to figure out how on earth I'm going to push it back to the database because that wasn't working because I hadn't done it in weeks. So if I now that if I had to pick it up right now, I know exactly where I'm at. So my thought process was get my brain in the habit to when that time rolls around, oh, it's time for this, and then just, like I did this morning, hyper-focused, right? For that, for that thing that I'm working on, that spinoff product, I only spent 12 minutes, and I had code ready to test, ordered hardware that I needed to test it on. If I would have had an hour, or if I would have been off that day, I think that I think it would have been a very different picture. I think it would have been three hours, and I would have had nothing, because there's something that happens to me, and I can only speak to this personally. And this is why it's very frustrating. With um, and I'm getting to a point. Hold on. <laughs> with working out with your job with things you want to do on your own your own endeavors writing, realm, whatever it seems nine times out of ten for myself 
I look at the biggest guy in the gym. What do you do? What do you eat? What are your reps? But I'm me and he's him. Mark Zuckerberg is him and I'm me. We may not function differently at all. Finding what your stride is with regard to yourself is the biggest challenge for me. And getting away from, and, and it's a fine line between taking in, in input from the outside world as far as you've seen it, every blog, the top 10 steps to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do they really work? Maybe. But the question is, do they really work for me? Like, I was talking to a personal trainer. He said, don't run every day. I love running. If I don't run, I get fat. I like it. My body's built for it. My body's built more for sprinting than it is for long distance. So I kind of work more on that level. But that's just me. That's not someone else. I know people that are perfectly slender and really ripped out, and they don't run at all. So, but that's them. You just see what I'm saying? So like yeah. getting to the point where I have to figure out what works for me and stop taking in, oh, well, I'll try this. Now I'll try this. Now I'll try this. It's just kind of a hard balance. Um, and it's even... And I, I hesitate to tell people things because, you know, they'll be like, Ryan, what do you do for a workout? It's like, okay, what I do for a workout and what you do for a workout, what works for your body type, may be totally different. So it's just kind of that journey to figure out what what works for me and what and what is going to work for me to push me to the point where I'm actually doing something. Because getting product out the door is the end goal and the only thing that matters. How I get there, if I have to do jumping jacks and I, the magic trick is I have to wake up at 5.30 a.m. and go watch the sunrise or something weird like that, then that's what you have to do. And that that's just what it is. So finding what my stride is and what works for me specifically is a really, is a struggle. But in the same sense, like we've talked about this for over a year now. So we've done the podcast for over a year. Um... And I've gone over so many methodologies, right? And I'm sure if I listen back, and if, I'm sure I've talked about these types of to-dos, right? Like priorities. Cause it, but to me, the refreshing part is it's always a little different. Like I'm always trying to improve it a little bit. Right. It's interesting to me, too. I've, I've been a journaling uh, type of person. And the, the interesting thing about journaling, and I still remember this happened to me one time I for whatever reason, I was just thumbing through uh, back into my journal. And I wasn't really paying attention to the date. Um, and I read something and I thought, oh, yeah, that was that was this year. And then I looked at the date on it and I realized, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. And the sad part of it was what I had written made, gave me the sense that I'm not sure I've made any progress at all. Mm-hmm. That looks like it just I just uh, recopied my journal from... You know, year to year, and and uh, and didn't make any progress, and that's discouraging. The encouraging thing about this, when you look at it, is okay. That's all right. You're not making progress. So, when you talk about finding your stride or figuring out, you know, how do I go about this? It isn't really as simple as saying I'm going to create a product that I'm going to sell, or I'm mm-hmm. going to write a book that is going to be a bestseller, or whatever. Um, it begins with understanding you yeah and understanding um is this a passion and if it is then find a way that takes into consideration the way you're wired and 
your strengths and your weaknesses and mm -hmm. primarily your weaknesses because they may be the things that are the boat anchors that are holding you back such as things like being consistent yeah um sitting down like we do every week and kind of reassessing okay so uh have we made progress and if we haven't why haven't we uh but that's a key point mm -hmm. and that's exactly what you're saying about the journal have we made progress probably not but we're going to do it because we consistently do it so as long as you're consistently doing something that's the thing maybe i'm writing my journal reads the same way by the way uh, uh, constantly disappointed with myself that I'm not further along in life or I haven't learned this lesson or where's my product or why am I not making money and I think or making money on my own product and I think the biggest aha moment for me this year was organizing these things into releases so like I've said before the realm has over 500 tasks there's only 22 that I care about those are on release one that is the only thing that matters. That is all that is in your world because these other things may be changed by release one. They may not be relevant anymore by release one, and you won't know that. You're trying to see what, you know, it's like if you, if you go on a bike ride to Austin. It doesn't help you to go over a video of someone doing a bike ride to Austin because you don't know. Maybe the weather's different. Maybe the road changed. Maybe they went the wrong way. The, those kinds of things, reviewing everything and knowing everything ahead of time doesn't really guarantee success. I think it only brings on frustration. So I just would look at those 500 things and be like, geez Louise, where do I start? And it's like, okay, forget everything else, right? These are just, you should write those things down. As If you're a creative person, which I believe we both are, you should write those things as they come to you. You should write them down. You, uh, I have an idea to do X, Y, Z. Sure, write it down. I'm involved in a business with my friends. Um, we're still brainstorming it. Something that we shut down that we're kind of reviving because we're kind of seeing a market fit and that there's actually people that will pay for it. Well, that's something... These things are never timely, right? Uh, I don't know if I used that correctly. They're never uh, at a good time? That's not what timely Rough. means, is it? Okay. Right? I can't interchange that. I don't okay. Think I can't. <laughs> They're never at a good time is what All I mean. Right. right? Like if an idea comes and if I say, you need to buy a lottery ticket and the drawing is tomorrow... You can't say, oh, well, I'll do it next week when I have more time. No, if you don't do it now, it's very time sensitive. So those kinds of things you have to make a judgment call. Okay, I don't really want to work out right now, but I'm in my 30s. So I can't get to my 80s and be like, okay, now I have time to work out. A lot of things have happened, right? There's a lot of time sensitive things that are now big issues that you should have been thinking about before. So doing those things when you need to do them is important as well. But like you said, on the consistency of did we make progress or not, I think by the sheer fact of us having this podcast every week, we have made progress. Well, and for me, just as you were talking, and it is good to get outside of yourself and talk to somebody else, I'm thinking, I've, realistically, um, if it was just me in in my own thoughts it would be easy to just kind of give up and just say, oh, this is just not going to happen because I, I got long days, I got early mornings, I come home and it's not long before. And I, I have to exercise and I have to get to bed by a certain time, but I'm still, I'm still tired. So, well, okay. So if you're doing the same thing and you're not getting any results, continue to do the same thing like they say is the road to insanity. Mm -hmm. So 
you obviously need to change up something and like we're talking and it just came to me well okay Wayne if your prime time is in the morning and you happen to be at work mm-hmm. you do have to take breaks yep. so it doesn't mean you have to take off a large chunk it's just like you say you know taking a 15 minutes on something that's a priority one for you and then just working on that for a while it may only be one thing and uh, that's an interesting point because when I have problems that I face in the morning when I'm doing my morning work when it happens um, which as of late has been few and far between I'll run into an issue I've gotten to the point where I'm pretty good at recognizing which issues need research and which you need a noodle on a little bit so I'll write it down and I'll email it to myself and over the course of the day of those breaks like I like to take walks outside it kind of helps me like the exercise thing too it just kind of there's something that happens to my body that I de-stresses you and gets things flowing I'll think about those things then and I think that's something I think Chuck Swindoll said it or no it was one of your professors at seminary he said when you read a text what do you say 20% is reading and 80% is reflection or something like that uh, it's uh, like 40-60 okay. probably but even so it's if you don't take the time to reflect on something then it's easily you, you don't you need to give it time to reflect on what mm-hmm. you're reading because otherwise um, you're not getting the most out of the reading, particularly if it happens to be that there's a lot of meat to the, what mm-hmm. you're reading, not just like a simple fiction work, um, but something that's nonfiction, that's something that's more factual. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have to. Or if, it's, or if it's just something that's a psychological type mm-hmm. of thing that you really need to think about the, the meaning behind stuff. Well, and like we've talked about this before, there are things that just take time. It takes time to build a relationship. It takes time to learn a skill. Um, So I've learned to recognize instead of like the brute force method is do it 15 minutes, doesn't matter, right? The other part of that is you are exercising a creative process. So there are going to be things that I need to think about, like product market fit or marketing plans or what I'm going to do with a certain product. Those are things I really need to think about. So I'll email myself, and over the course of the day, I'll spend thinking about them instead of those Those are things that kind of have to come to you instead of just, I'm going to sit down for eight hours and just bang it out, and then I'm going to do it. And you said something about being in the gym and looking for the biggest guy. There's still a tendency, and I know I have it, maybe a lot of people do, is to look at the some of the premier examples of what you would like to be or achieve not realizing that the road to get there, if it is possible, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is probably a long and difficult one. And just being consistent and chipping away and just having a never-give-up attitude is probably more important than you continually holding that image of, you know, uh, some Olympian god, you know, standing in front of you with this perfectly shaped body. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's going to cost you in order to achieve that? Mm-hmm. And you, you may not want to do it. Some of these people that go out and do these Ironman competitions and bodybuilding and everything else spend a whole lot more time on it than you would ever think you yes. would consider doing. So you're going to have to settle for what you're able to, the amount of time you're able to give to something. And that's got to be okay. Stop comparing yourself with everyone else. Well, in their experience, that's a really interesting point. When I, uh, so there's a company called Esri that produces 
GIS software maps, right? Think like Google Maps, like location services for stuff. Um, I was at their conference and I was a part of a hackathon where we had to coddle something together in 24 hours and then the winner won like an Xbox One or something like that. So um, it was really cool because we won, uh, which was cool in and of itself, and we got to uh, be behind scenes with the keynote. Now the keynote is Chris Wanstrath, who is the CEO of GitHub. So if you're a developer, I mean GitHub is a big deal. So like all my code repositories, all GitHub. Like it's an amazing company. So they're a way for you to share your code or share code, but so you can have private places or public repo private repositories or public repositories where you hold your code. Um, for like the Realm stuff, that's all private. But then if I had stuff I wanted to open source and share with the world and kind of collaborate with other developers, that would be a public repository. So I'm talking to this guy who's a big deal, um, and I and I got his email address, and uh, well he announced it to the whole group. But I, so I went ahead and notated it down because I'm, I'm I'm like man this guy did it, and I need to ask him advice. So I I I emailed him and I asked him a very tailored, specific question. The gist of it being, how do I make it? What do I do? What are the steps to be successful as a solo entrepreneur in software or an entrepreneur in general with partners? He responded. It was very vague advice, which for a long time bothered me because I thought, man, this guy is really just trying to keep things to himself and... and you know, he doesn't want other guys to succeed. Now, in later years, I realize that is not true at all. Now that I've been put into places where I have to give advice, people will always ask me, what are the exact steps to do XYZ? I can't give you the steps. I can give you the direction, kind of what I did, and you kind of have to tailor it for yourself because it's your own personal experience. Yeah. Chris's personal experience is very different than my personal experience. So the advice that, and that's what I'm saying about the biggest guy in the room, like everyone has their own experience and what happened and what worked for them. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. No. So just really striving to find out, you know, what kind of schedule works for me or what, you know, that's why I'm so, I'm harping on um, consistency over product. Um, product is a, is a, uh, a, a by product is a byproduct of consistency. So release one of the realm will come out as a byproduct of me being consistent, with the most important factor being me being consistent. You didn't realize how big a mountain that was to climb until you started the journey. Mm -hmm. And But really, if you were to look back on your life, like I can do and I can look back and remember even as a teenager, I struggled with being consistent and doing things and yet never really put two and two together to figure out why was that happening. Um, so over the years, I've gotten better at some things more often by accident than by intention because intentional achievement of goals requires that you're aware all along the way that you've, you, know, you have this objective and you're setting certain short-term goals in order to achieve a certain long-term goal. That requires perseverance, requires mm -hmm. consistency, mm -hmm. um, and 
So it's it's been interesting in later years now that I'm realizing some of the things and ways in which I've been just kind of shooting myself in the foot here. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's easy to give up when things get too hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you're lazy or who knows what. But rather than to set step back for a moment and analyze it and say, okay, I didn't achieve what I wanted to this week. How can I do it differently? Where am I making excuses? Giving someone else by you know opening up, giving someone else the ability to look at you and say, well, maybe you should be doing this, or you know, maybe get a little tough on you. Uh, sometimes we need that, mm-hmm. and um, I know I'm learning. I'm still learning, and I, I still intend to continue to learn. But it does require something that's difficult, and that is that you have to remain vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You have to remain open to the possibility that uh, you've got some areas that you're not effectively dealing with, and you need someone to to just uh, you know point it out. It may hurt. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Sometimes it takes pain in order to uh, to do stuff and end up doing it the right way. Um, it's yes, consistency. I never thought was the key and now as I get older it's why I'm successful I consistently try at a problem Mm -hmm. that's why it makes sense when I would talk to like top level engineers and we would engage on a problem together at work like man what you know they keep trying and because that's that's it for them right like I said the money is a byproduct of you following your passion doing what you love and that's why I told you sometimes you think well people will look at you maybe and say well god that guy's really smart look at how he fixed that problem and and uh, you if you're wise you realize that no there there might be people in the room that are smarter than me but they quit too soon mm-hmm. they give up if, and when they really should persevere hang in there even though you don't know where to go with it just having that uh, tenacity to mm-hmm. hold on until you something breaks through a lot of people just don't have that they have the they have the potential yes but it's not realized well and that's why you know with release and consistent this year's been big for me um that's why i bought that teddy roosevelt speech about the man in the arena Hmm. that i heard that and it just it (laughs) sent chills through my body that is me that is the definition of an entrepreneur Right? Even if I failed, at least I did it. At least I tried. At least I was trying for greatness. So that type of mentality, and I think that goes hand in hand with the consistency. I'm going to get up, I'm going to go in the arena again, and maybe I'm going to get knocked down. But I'm going to keep going because one day I'm going to get better. And I think that's the one thing where, uh, you know, like Tom Edison, if he would have quit at, you know, X number after hundreds and hundreds of filament types, or metallic types on, on for filaments, we wouldn't have that light bulb. I mean, we would from someone else that was more persistent. But I think knowing that, it kind of changes the perspective and how I view um, work um, instead of more instead of having that metric be more accomplishment. Now it's more about how much am I trying and being consistent at trying. Um, like I went running today, not very good because I've been working out for two days, so it's really hard because I'm getting back into it. But 
I heard myself in the back of my mind, well, we could just take a break today and do it tomorrow. And I'm like, that's how that happens, right? Every decision where I say no, it makes it easier for me to say no next time. So like being super aggressive with, no, we're going to do it, even if we walk, even if I get out of the car, even if I only put my workout clothes on and I don't do anything else, at least I did it. So I think for next week, we'll see how my priority 15-minute things go. I think it's going to be a little sporadic. I may make it to two or three, but I, I think it's a good, at least it keeps things on my radar, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. so I don't forget about them. Um, and then work is going good, and then I'll just keep keep working out. And, and I think, like you said, at the end of every episode, we're trying to say what we're going to do. Um, so my goal, so release one, I'm working on, so my goal for next week is now I'm releasing code onto the, onto the hardware piece. Um, I have to upgrade Python and then transfer the code that I wrote off one machine onto the device itself and then have it do things for real. So that's kind of my goal for next week. Um, not even getting to the Android iOS stuff yet. That's that's the final piece of, well, and security. Security is a whole other issue that's uh, eating my lunch. <laughs> and for me, I'm, I'm curious about how to do this mid-morning 15-minute type of thing and just getting something going. It'll be encouraging to me. I've had so many different wild things going on, but I don't want to ultimately end up having all these excuses for not doing something rather than stopping and saying, okay, so you had this, that happened this Mm -hmm. week. How did you adapt to it? Mm -hmm. Um, And work at really kind of focusing on, okay, so this can't happen right now, so when can it happen? Is this a you know, I'm just going to have to keep working on that. Well, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a failure as much as you just didn't know that you could do that. Yeah. Right? Like, you couldn't... I didn't know that I... It blew my mind when I put things at morning and at night, and they were identical things. In my mind, it was like, why would you do that? Just pick one. And it's like, but in real life, in the real world, this is how it really goes down. Yeah. There are mornings you wake up at 8 o'clock and you have to go to work. You can't do any of it. So kind of keep that in mind. So I right. think that's actually a good thing. So taking yeah. that time and taking the break to do the writing, um, I think that will be really good. Yep. All right. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Okay.